0: My skin is black. Which look looking oh.
1: Yeah. I feel so good black. to be black right Welcome now Welcome <laughs> to episode
0: 80 Of the Black in Fashion Podcast Thank you guys so much For tuning in today And of course I have to start every episode With acknowledging all of our black owned sponsors This episode is sponsored by Kara Kinks It is a hair rejuvenation oil That helps promote healthy hair growth Decrease split ends and breakage The aroma is divine and your scalp will shine Kara Kink also has multiple natural hair care products Um, she offers detangling brushes dryers as well as different hair dresses another one of our sponsors is Jalisa Johnson at J&J Legal they help fashion designers and entrepreneurs build their brands protect their creativity and secure their legacy we offer legal services and trademarks copyrights business formation and contract drafting and revising book a free 15 minute discovery call with them today to get your fashion empire on the right track sooner rather than too late you can visit them at JNJlegalservices.com. So of course I like to start every podcast with doing a little icebreaker. Um, I typically will do the this or that game. Um, and today I'm joined with Rail. He's actually a fashion stylist. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> he is a fashion stylist, wardrobe stylist, marketing influencer, you name it. He's actually based in the ATL. So thank you so much for joining me today. Say hello to the people.
1: Hey y'all. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here tapping to tap into black fashion.
0: Of course. So let's start with the... the I want to see how I want to start. I feel like I always say the same thing, so I want to do it different this time. So, okay, I think I'm I want to start with um this or that. Uh trench coats or motorcycle jackets.
1: Oh, trench coat. Okay.
0: Um, are you a fedora guy or like a like baseball cap up?
1: Um fedora. Fedora. <laughs>
0: uh would yeah. would you say that you are a jogger or a jean guy
1: uh Jane. jean okay yeah
0: all right yeah. so what i want to do is learn a little bit about like your background what got you into the fashion world where you're from sure. and, and um you know what inspired you to take on a journey um in this crazy world of fashion
1: of course <laughs> um so for those that don't know, my name is Rosen Thomas. I go by real or professionally as a little experience. I'm currently a wardrobe stylist, marketing exec, interior designer. Um, that's just a little bit about what I do on a day-to-day basis. I'm currently a student at Clark Atlanta University pursuing business administration with a concentration in marketing. Um, I've done everything from music videos, film TV, uh, photo shoots um, with a lot of different celebrities and a lot of different influencers throughout Atlanta, throughout um, the United States as a whole. Um, I have my own brand, Apparel by Real, which is a luxury streetwear brand um, that I got kicked off about last year, July.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about me. All right. so, about-
0: so tell me a little bit about your idea of style you know um okay. what if how would you not just defining your personal style but just defining yeah. style as a whole
1: um i feel like i would just define style as a whole as um a unique entity i feel like style really allows a person to express who they are in their interests and um what they love to do through like vi- visually through fashion so like whether you know depending on your mood one day or If you're up one day and you're down one day, it just uh, fashion allows you to play with that um, and allows you to express yourself. So I really uh, find peace and I find happiness in fashion and in style. And I love just to explore the different options and the different fabrics and colors and just the different everything, like just everything style has that it brings. So, yeah, I would definitely describe style as like you very unique um, to each person.
0: Gotcha. Now tell me about some of your experiences styling. Would you say that it's easier to style women or men and which do you prefer or feel is a easier uh, person to style?
1: Ooh, um <laughs> honestly, I feel like men are easier to style generally. Um, as far as which one is more exciting, women is well, styling women is more exciting to me because I feel like it, you know, like the accessories, the glitz, the glam, the color. Um, Just how you can change a person, like how they look and their appearance just by the clothes and the hair and the makeup. I really find that to be like fascinating to me. So personally, I prefer styling women over men, but I have done both. Um, Men are easier, women are harder, but I love a good challenge. So I would go for uh, styling women.
0: Alright, so well, tell me about some of the projects you've worked on in the past, like with celebrity stylists and movies, um, some of the things that you mentioned like, during your intro. Maybe tell me, what was your favorite project and why?
1: Yeah, for sure. I can kind of go from like um, the beginning to the end, kind of, per se, but um, I started off styling for uh, my first ever styling opportunity was for Weed TV's Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta for um, Remarkable, who's an artist, and also EZ's daughter. Um i styled that excuse me i'm sorry um and then i immediately went to styling for sky days um from black and crew new york for the bet awards styled for a love and hip-hop atlanta sierra glam shop um working with um, my best friend d rushing who's also a celebrity stylist and just working hand in hand um we worked with like tokyo jets dreezy um i personally worked with like nivia um la la Ree from RuPaul's drag race season 13 amy luciani uh Let's see, just to name a few, yeah. So I've been... Do um, so you have you know, a favorite uh,
0: styling um, story for me?
1: Um, Favorite styling story, let me see. It would probably have to be between styling for the BT Awards, Sky Days, or styling for Tokyo Jets music videos, because Tokyo Jets music videos are always just so much fun on set and... Just having a ball. But honestly, my top favorite would be the BET Awards just because of the experience, like having to go. And um, I, that was my, I did that opportunity by myself. Like, I, that was my first time like meeting Sky, And it was like a big thing because it's the BET Awards. So it's like you have to be on your P's and Q's and everything has to be perfect. So um, that was honestly my favorite. And you yeah. said, did you want to, you wanted a story?
0: Yeah. I like the nitty gritty. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see um oh i'll tell you, this funny. i never told this to anybody so this is kind of like exclusive,
0: exclusive. okay <laughs> well you heard it first right here but, on the black and fashion podcast
1: right okay um so my first time like i said that was my first bt awards weekend was about two years ago in october um around my it was the same weekend as my best friend's birthday d russian so that friday we went out to the club you know in the section we were with you know cliff Vermeer sky and uh a lot of other people were uh, with us. And then the next day was the BT Awards. My friend couldn't make it. So he then, you know, asked me, can I style her for the BT Awards? And then uh, we would meet him at the B T Awards. So it was, I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I got to the hotel and it was just me, the photographer, um, the hairstylist in the sky in the room. And it was like my first time being around her. And, you know, she's like really outgoing. So it's like hard to you know, match that, but also keep still be professional where I still wanted my personality to come out. So, I mean, like the nerves were coming out. Like when I say my hands were shaking and you have to get somebody dressed so you're in their personal space. So when I was putting on her earring, my hands were like shaking so bad. Like I, I it was my anxiety. I was just so nervous. And she's just like, you could, like, it's okay. You could be okay. And that honestly, Was just the first time that ever happened to me, and it was like one of my first styling experiences. So it was. It's now to me. It's funny that I was shaking that bad, and I'm so nervous because that's like my girl now, and we talk and laugh and stuff like that. But it was just so nervous. You wanted to
0: make a good impression.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. So tell me, like. Getting into that world, I you know I know that here in New York there are you know multiple different like schools and programs and stuff like that that kind of like kind of push you into being a stylist. Misa Hilton has a program as well. Do you feel right. that it is something that is necessary to go to school for, or do you mm. feel like you just gotta like kind of just jump out there, put yourself out there, you know, make those connections? Um, it
1: I feel like it depends because a lot of people, like, for example, don't have the resources to go to the top fashion school or the top design school or SCAD or art, like, you know, it's a art school. And they, they, they still have the passion, they still have the talent and the ideas and stuff, but they just don't have the resources. So it honestly depends. I would say as much as possible to get the as, many, as much resources that you need, as much knowledge to research. Um, that's what I did. I didn't go to a fashion school. Hmm. I go to Clark, Atlanta, and I majored in business. Um, because I felt like, you know, with the entertainment, the fashion industry, is so, such a hard industry to get into. I just needed a backup plan and something mm-hmm. that would mesh well with all of my passions and bring it all together. Um, so for me, I just basically researched all like like, research fabric designers where, you know, where stuff came from back in the 80s, the 90s, the 50s. Like just the whole history of fashion itself, mm-hmm. I researched. So like if, for somebody getting into the industry, I would say. If you don't have the resources or the opportunity to go to, you know, a school for fashion or a school for what you want to do, I say take it upon yourself to research that industry as much as you can. And, you know, it's the same knowledge that they're giving you. It's just the, you know, the credibility of saying you went to a school or saying you did this um, on your resume. But if you're able to research that and get that knowledge, I would say go for it um, and do it yourself.
0: Gotcha. I like that. So. I feel like and I've because I just I've interviewed a lot of styles and I you know I of course have a big network of them. Do you mm-hmm. feel that it is hard to make money in this profession and like is it hard to keep a consistent cash flow coming in and do you typically have issues with budgets or anything like that?
1: Um yeah, starting off, it is a little harder and it's a little trickier because, like, for example, if styling is like a full time opportunity, I have like a lot of different things that I do. So I don't really like I never really had the opportunity to say, dang, like this is not working out for me. But mm-hmm. um I would say it's hard to when you're first starting, you have to keep a consistent like client basis or clientele um, or cash flow coming in because you have to create content for people to be able to see your work before they book you. Mm-hmm. Um so that's like putting money into buying clothes and pulling fees and setting up shoots and getting cl- like getting new clients and reaching out and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's honestly really hard, but what like a advice that I would give to that is just keep hustling and keep going, reaching out to people um because a lot of the people that are on Instagram as far as like influencers and celebrities and stuff, they um you know, they need people like stylists and stuff like that, but they don't reach out as much as they can. So it's like when you reach out to them, if they take, an, a, you know, initiative for that, like they take that advantage.
0: Gotcha. Um, do you, are you one of the stylists who you will try to work with people's budget or do you have like a certain amount that you set? Like you cannot work with me if you have anything below this number.
1: Oh, no, I definitely work with um, everyone's budget. that like a lot like it just depends on the project and depends on the workload and stuff like that but i definitely work with budget because i understand that everybody's trying to make it out here and everybody has a hustle everybody's trying to do something and if you honestly don't have my rate or if you don't have enough you know i'll work with like some people ask me do i only work with celebrities which is not true i work with anybody who wants to get styled by the real experience it just depends um on the situation but yeah I, i definitely work with budgets
0: Gotcha. So tell me about, uh, and this, I have a segment. It's called, mm-hmm. it's a success or it's a disaster. <laughs> and <That's> it <laughs> it's a success or it's okay. a disaster. <laughs> I got you, gotcha. um, and this segment is actually brought to you by the Assembly Line. The Assembly Line is a full service fashion consulting firm that focuses on cultivating and developing emerging talent by By providing resources and guidance on all fronts, they provide various services, including project management, brand building, creative services, product development, all-around consulting to build new brands and elevate established fashion businesses. Their mission is to empower entrepreneurs at any stage of their business, and it's here to help you build your brand from concept to consumer and everything in between. They're actually based in Atlanta, um, an amazing company. Yeah, And I'm actually partnering with them. We are going on tour. It's called the Closed Mind Summit. Me, myself, Elsie Apparel Consulting, the assembly line, and J&J Legal are all fashion businesses that plan on coming to, we'll be in Atlanta April 23rd. We'll be in Houston oh, wow. June 22nd. Oh, wow. I definitely have to check that out. Uh-huh, we'll that be, sounds really amazing. Yeah. And August, we'll be in um, Chicago. And October, we'll be in Miami. So okay. tell me about a time in your business where, um, and just like your profession, that something went really good bad like it went to shit like it was a terrible okay. thing and then but it was however a learning experience and maybe you incorporated something new within your business and the way you do things because of this thing because sometimes um, you know my mother calls them bought lessons you make a, a really mistake but then you learn something from it or somebody gets you really good and then you learn something from it
1: yeah for sure um, thinking about it let me see something went really really bad um i would say it was when i was like kind of first not really start first starting out but first starting out. um because i've grown since then but uh it was for um you know i was just trying to like i said get my get gain new clients gain notability and um gain more like work for my portfolio and stuff like that so i was working with one of my clients and i was reaching out to different brands on behalf of my clients to kind of get some you know promo deals and um, ambassadorships and things of that sort. So it's kind of a miscommunication and misinterpretation between me and the brand. And they had sent me a couple of pieces for myself as well as my clients um, to promo. And then um, apparently something happened where a friend of my clients wore the piece that my client had and posted it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So like it was like a, dom- like a domino effect. And they uh, my client didn't wear the piece that was for them. So the brand happened to see the uh the post on instagram and they knew immediately that it was their piece um because they you know researched and stuff like that and so they hit me up very upset and they were just basically you know requesting me that i pay and send their pieces back and tag and just and i was first starting out and this was the first time that this happened to me so it was like what do i do like i was just it was just a disaster it was really a disaster because i was embarrassed on behalf of like my name and the brand and then on behalf of my clients because it was like a whole situation and I didn't want the brand to reach out to my clients and then mess up like my whole operation I had going on. So it was just so bad, but I ended up fixing it um, by, you know, giving the brand back their pieces and tagging and doing all the right protocols. So yeah, it was a disaster, but it came out um, a success.
0: Okay. Yeah. I see. I'm also, I know that social media, do you, that social media thing can definitely be a catchment too. When you're working with brands and stuff like that, do you have like agreements and contracts and stuff like that in place? Or is it like kind of just yeah. like a word of mouth thing?
1: Yeah, now I do because, um, it well, really it depends on the brand because some like brands that require me to return their pieces or stuff like that, I make sure there's a contract in place just in case of damages or like something gets lost or missing. Um, or if, somebody doesn't hold up their end of the you know the contract so everything is legalized now because i have like a business manager and a publicist now hmm. so they make sure that all of my stuff is legalized and everything's running smoothly
0: Gotcha, gotcha, love that. So tell me about what your favorite brands are. Like, do you have certain brands that you stick to for certain types of pieces? Um, I want to kind of hear about what your thoughts on black designers sure. and utilizing black designers more or, you know, the little, you know, the little yeah. elephant in the room when it comes to, like, the exposure and visibility of black designers versus the more well-known fashion design houses?
1: Yeah. So, um, honestly, like, for me, i personally i'm gonna say this my favorite brands and stuff like to go out and like quick shop like from a mall or something would have to be like h&m and Zara because they those are the two places that really describe me as a person like i'm simple but i still give you color i still give you a pop here and there um and i still like luxury um as far as black fashion designers i'm really 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 obsessed with like the whole movement right now and normalizing black fashion um black owned businesses so like christopher john rogers laquan smith um telfar pirate Moss. like those four right now are really killing the game and i really adore them hmm. um and i really appreciate them for being like the face of the black fashion industry um tlz uh la Femme, uh who else Fenty, rihanna's killing the um fashion and beauty game um to see any more favorites those are the like the the five that comes to the top of my head right now but those are definitely like really really
0: dope brands okay. do you find it hard to pull from black designers um and like that clients are not as receptive and they typically want something that is more well known or has like a higher uh, you know stature um when it comes to price yeah points?
1: and and that comes with just like the fashion industry itself it's like mm-hmm. you have to have some type of credibility to you before you can like be able to get certain things so it is kind of harder um, but a lot of the times like I found it easier nowadays especially with like the whole um you know movement that people are trying to um push out there they want to collab with like black designers and black creatives are collabing more so I find it more they're more lenient now um nowadays mm-hmm. when I'm out and stuff like that so yeah it's it's becoming easier
0: it's becoming easier. Okay. So tell me about like a experience like you had maybe like with a client um, where you, the budget like was really tight and how you had to maneuver around so that you're also being compensated for your time, but also giving the client the best thing for them.
1: Um. Yeah. So I believe it was for a client music video and everyone knows that music videos are like they're a different level than a photo shoot or just, like, a content shoot or, like, a little shoot for on Instagram. So I think the budget was about, like, let me see. All right, if I can remember correctly, it was, like, $250 for, like, three looks. And I'm like, whoa. What you going to do like,
0: with that? Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's literally a, a pair of shoes or something like that. But, no, um, I find it, like, sometimes it depends on the situation. Like, in that case, I would ask, you know, like – um. Even though the budget is a little low, like, would you be open to you know making sure that you pro- uh, promote me on Instagram and make sure that you tag me? So at least that if I'm not getting paid fi- like monetarily, like I- at least I'm getting gaining something out of this, which would be a tag and more people see me and its exposure and stuff like that. So I can still I can I can make an outfit out of zero dollars, um, but it's just about like of course like you said, how do I get my Um, end of it because there's still dry cleaning fees transportation pool fees uh like just everything so yeah I make sure I it was the time I did that
0: gotcha so now I want to hear a little bit more about this interior design side um just like how you got into it you know what motivates you or like what is your favorite I guess like art like do you like you know uh-huh. For me it's like my house like I don't the way I describe it and stuff like that is very very glam and very very luxe. So do you have a favorite when it comes to like when you're designing and what are questions that you mm-hmm. ask someone when you're trying to understand how to design their space?
1: Yeah, so with interior design it honestly just came from like my mom. Um and my mom influences like 99.9% of the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. Um but she like just always had the house clean and I just loved really well I love not love love real estate like so the t like I watch uh tours on YouTube all the time I I look at houses and like I'm moving somewhere (laughs) but I um like for interior design I do set design and I'll do uh people's spaces and uh offices and stuff like that but I um my favorite I would say theme would have to be like a boho chic type of theme where it's like pompous flowers and linens and whites and nudes and just like a neutral vibe because I like a space to be more serene because that's where like that's like a sanctuary where you come to relax and get your mind off of things. So it needs to be like less cluttered or, you know, as possible to to me in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like my go to theme is boho chic, but I do like a modern and I do like a luxurious vibe as well um but yeah like love like i love different type of pieces accent pieces decor love seeds um like i said pompous flowers they're really um really popping right now Mm -hmm. and also like a good floral arrangement you can never go wrong with a good floral arrangement
0: that's a fact I love me some lilies and some roses.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Now, question, that I always like to ask. As a stylist, um, do you feel like it's a good idea for, like, maybe, like, designers to work closely with stylists when designing collections or, like, Uh, do you think it's better for, like, them to go ahead and, like, design things and then, like, uh, maybe a stylist comes in, like, towards the end and, like, they do, like, the creative Mm -hmm. direction and stuff like that? Where she's like, where do you feel like a stylist should, like, really insert themselves? Because I know I've had some stylists tell me that, like, you know, designers act in the style stuff and then they look at it and it's just like, I can't do anything with this. Um, And then there's other ones, like, wishing that they had came in more so on the front end. So do you think that that relationship between stylists and designers really do need to be, like, in sync?
1: Yeah, I definitely think we should, uh, should commonize that within the fashion industry. Being that like stylists work very, very closely with their clients, so it's like they know exactly what they're looking for, exactly what they want. And then as far as like putting outfits together, that's like the main job of a stylist and making sure that the image is looking with the way it needs to look. Um, and I kind of call myself like an image architect um, in a way, and I got that from another stylist, Law Roach. Um, he called that's so what he prides himself in being as an image architect. So it's like with designers, they have the ideas, um, but if they were to bring stylists in on how you know to tweak little things that might not work out in the stylist's favor, because there's a lot of times where a stylists we like safety pins are my best friends. We have to safety pin this and take this out and go get this cut off and open this up. So if um, designers were to bring stylists on, I think it would make it very more, very much more easier for stylists and for designers as well so yeah that's a great um question
0: yeah yeah i feel like they they, they don't i i feel like they don't mesh well together um a lot of times and i feel like because yeah, a lot of times either stylists think they're the designer or the designer thinks that they can style stuff and opposed to just working together they rather just do things on their own and that's why like for me i have a lot of like people like i, work, I own a consulting company i'm sure you know that though right Yeah, like they, I get a lot of stylists that want to create brands, and then it's like I have designers that have brands, but then don't know what to do after they're done with their product. And I'm just like, y'all need to figure out how to come together, you know, and like unify because it's just like I can probably match so many different stylists and designers together. And I'm just like, okay, y'all just need to work together and collab together and grow one another instead of trying to do it separately, you know. But everybody has this mentality like this is mine, this is my baby, and not as much unity as I feel like it should be am i right opinion?
1: that's 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 so true because it's like um when the style like stylists have a certain vision in their head and some stylists can't design us they can't sketch or they can't so so it's like if they were to be able to describe or like show an example of what they're speaking of or what they the idea they have in their head and the designer can bring that to life i feel like that would you know be so much more efficient so yeah i definitely agree with you
0: Absolutely. So uh, another, th- my last segment that I have is called mm-hmm. It's a Muse. Um, and this segment is brought to you by the Brownstone Experience. Um, the Brownstone Experience is a wellness, fashion, and beauty experience inside the black woman community. They are currently sourcing black-owned designers to add to their monthly collections. They are open to building creative partnerships with black-owned product brands. Um, they understand the old retail model does not work for both parties and are ready to create new and innovative approaches to meet clients. Um, they actually are... Are based in Texas they're an amazing company and new partnerships so tell me about something that inspires you or a muse or something like that that as more of a muse something that you utilize to keep you going and uh you know whether it's something that you've read whether it's like a you know a museum ex- exhibit a piece of art a, a mantra an affirmation anything in that realm that just kind of keeps you going that you would like to share with somebody else
1: um yeah for sure uh well number one like in my uh everyday life I use of course because I'm Christian I pray to God and he you know just uh ask him to guide my steps and have me go where he wants me to go and open the doors for me um but other than that like I I I do read a lot of like fashion um magazines fashion outlets just to keep my mind um going and fresh about like an up to date of pop culture and what's going on today um as far as like affirmations and mantras and stuff I do like write down like my goals and I, I read them over to myself and I, I, I pray over them so like um you know manifesting and bring making them come to life and fr- to fruition because I've seen that it happened a lot um in the past where I've said things and they've came like came to pass within the next year or so within six months so it's just you know like just walking in positivity and always like remembering and realizing your goals and keep speaking it um, because the more you speak it, um, the more it's likely to happen.
0: Gotcha. I love that. I love that.
1: Thank you. Thank Beautiful. You.
0: So, if you just want to throw out like all your social media handles and like where people can go to find you and the best way to get in contact with you if they're like interested in any of your services.
1: For sure. Um, You guys can find me on Instagram at The Real Experience, on Twitter at Real Experience underscore, on YouTube, The Real Experience, Facebook, Rotan Thomas, um, TikTok at The Real Experience, and did I miss any? Oh, LinkedIn, real Thomas. Yeah. All of it.
0: Give it all yeah. of it. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. And of course, our last sponsor of the day is Chase Jackson Accounting. If you need help with your business finances, um, accounting and advisory, um, they're here with all your small business needs from formation to accounting services and taxes. So, you know, I got to link all black-owned brands, businesses, products, everybody to everyone. All of our sponsors are black-owned and we just Make sure we continuously promote them, especially when it comes to finances and legal and like really, really building your business because I know and I feel that you know we're competing with brands and businesses that have been around for, you know, umpteen years. And yeah. we're getting to a space where we are almost I feel like black owned business has really been on the and on the rise within the last thirty years. But like I said, we're competing against companies that have been around for hundreds of years. But right. we're definitely getting there. So I just think it's so important to make sure that we're constantly, like, you know, inspiring one another, uh, providing resources and helping each other as much as possible.
1: Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I really thank you.
0: Myself. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story and your experiences, and uh, I really enjoyed our conversation.
1: Okay, yes, me too. Thank you. No
0: problem. You have an amazing day. And as I you always as well. say, people, stay black. Peace out. Stay black, yeah. <laughs> All right. That. Have a good one. Bye-bye, you too. Bye-bye.